Shalom. I Shalom. apologize. I was not watching the time, so we kind of ran out of time. <laughs> All right. Well, did everything get recorded? Everything good? Everything is great. Baruch Hashem. So, uh, so to not belabor any more time. Uh, so Hanina, it was just going to say, what was it going to say? It was going to talk about the two noons. The first one was Ness, Neskadol, like great miracle. And then uh, the second one was for the Nesse, Nisim, the many miracles. In the era of Mashiach, we will witness great miracles. And also to finish out, Chaynina, the root of that, Chen, which is grace. Yes. I remember the first time you elucidated the whole Mashiach and each one of his letters stands for an aspect of Mashiach. I was, I was blown away. And <laughs> it, that's, that's incredible. I love you. I love that you brought that up. I love that you elucidated that. And Chaina, you, you put on this point, Chaina, that's root is Hin, right? It's in grace. This is something we don't deserve. It's something that comes down from above. Right. And um, so this is kind of like where his sons were. Right, they were with the, the with Gentile women at the point. Oh no, you did not. No, right. you did not. And so he knew that that he couldn't just beat them over the head. He said they're unwanted. He didn't want to make them knowingly sin. So he he allowed them to transgress unknowingly. And so wow, came out and and essentially he's going to redeem them, right? Even though they're not worthy, like Chin Chaina, and you also wow. mentioned this idea of being a miracle worker. Well, what's one of the things that brought all these people to him, even though they weren't worthy? It was his miracles, Yeshua. It mentions his miracles several times and even says in, in the Besorah that if you were to, to write down all the miracles that he did, then you, you couldn't even list them all. Hey, are you reading my notes? I was just about to quote that from John. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got a spy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, your little bird that flies out. Okay. And, uh, Put so, that back pack, okay? All right, all right. That's cheating. I got you. <laughs> Anyways, Haina, I'd like to re read something uh, just like this. Um, it actually says this name, uh, Haina, uh, says, as we know, Haina comes from a root meaning grace, means redemption is as a gift completely undeserved. As we know, may come in a generation which is completely guilty, just like his sons, Yehoshua's sons, and the Hathor, where it all comes from above and very little from below. This is also the act of Mashiach, who comes as a poor man riding on a donkey. Oh. Just like what Yeshua did. He came in riding on a donkey, just like Abraham, just like Moshe. He came in riding on the donkey. This is showing he was actually, he didn't come. This is why you can't say, well, he didn't, um, he didn't establish world peace, right? We didn't merit that. We, we, we merited one who, who is Chaina, this aspect of Mashiach, who came as grace, something completely undeserved. Why? So he could bring us miracles, so he could bring us light, so he could return our hearts to him and to the Torah and connect us back. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So he came this way because we didn't deserve it but because he came we can now merit to deserve it yes. because because the simple fact that the two mashiachs are the olive trees that are fueling the menorah mm -hmm. 
i.e. the new life that we have in Mashiach Yeshua should be lived unto righteousness evermore. And when we live that way, that merits the redemption through Mashiach ben David, a.k.a. coming on the clouds of glory. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, like it says in Mishlei, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter. It's the glory of kings to, to make it known. Okay. Right, giving us this opportunity. I wanna I wanna go ahead and do the honors and say the great prophecy from Revelation. Come out of right. her, my people. Come out of her, my people. Oh man. All right. So it's time. All right, let's do it. All right. So we Hyena. We we he's for sure this aspect of, of Mashiach, right? And we know the entire world is sustained by him, right? And his name in the Talmud, it's literally, it's literally says, like his name's mentioned twice, alluding like kind of like these two olive trees. Two olive trees, two machines. And it gets even better. So how are we connected to this, Yeshua? Is this all just, you know, MSU or is there something behind it? And I'd like to submit to you, there is something behind it. Like uh, Trugman writes, uh, quoting from Ramkal and other sources, that there's a deeper meaning behind what's written in the Talmud. And I'd like to submit one of these deeper meanings for this uh, section. If you take the phrase, Chaina bene v'chaina bene, my son Haina, my son Haina, right? First of all, I'd like to point out whenever you mention someone's name t- twice, it's a, it's a term of endearment. Right. And so, this is like Hashem calling from Sinai. It's his, my beloved. This is my beloved son whom I love. Wow. There's a lot of connections we can make with that. But I'd like to go into something that you know and very like very much well. That is gematria. Come on. If you take the gematria of this phrase of his name, my son Chena, my son Chena, it is, and you add the letters, im hasiot, to the principle of adding letters, if you're familiar with Bahatorum, a lot of stuff, he'll add the letters to a gematria. It's a similar gematria. Yeah. And also, if you add sum, the sum of the word, it's a similar gematria. And you could add, add a couple of these principles to each other. And so we're, we're taking his principle, Bahatorum's uh, principle that he has for gematria. And if we take that phrase and add up the letters, we get a gematria of 385. And oh. then we sum of the whole phrase oh. and we get plus one which is 386 would you mind telling our audience what the gematria of 386 is yeshua yeshua okay right. i'm gonna fly all the way to the planet titan by myself right now don't do it we need you we still got a lot of ground to cover you how, okay i just don't know how, how we can continue after that like we still got to talk about being redeemed by the blood. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Just in the intermediary section, right? We had this idea that the intermediary is uh, Chaina, right? Which we just point out, he is Yeshua. That's the hidden code between this, right? He's Hashem's beloved son. His name's mentioned twice. He's Yeshua. He's Chaina, the Mashiach we didn't merit, the aspect of grace, the one who comes riding on a donkey. Right. And so he's all these things. And this is who the entire world is sustained on. And we also know that 
like from Pirkei Avot, it says the entire world is sustained on three things, Torah study, prayer, and kindness. Good deeds, right? And so it is, I'm going to ask you a question, Amet, and I'd, I'd really like for you to answer it for our listeners. Well, is the world sustained by Yeshua, Chayna Bene, Chayna Bene, or is it sustained by Torah study, prayer, or deeds of kindness? You know, the answer, I'm thinking about it. I've thought about it. I'm trying to recover. But the answer <laughs> is yes. Yes. Right? Like you said, like when we pray, like in the Sador, it's, it's riddled with Yeshua. And so when we pray, we're connecting to him. When we're to- toiling in Torah study, we're connecting with him, who is a living Torah. And when we're doing good deeds, it's like he said, anyone who's, who's given to one of these little ones, like it's like he's given to me right these, these good deeds we do connect us to mashiach it's the branch we're in the vine that's the fruit that grows from the branches mm-hmm. and so wow. this brings a precedent for what the basura says in a few places about us having an intermediary and a kohen gadol and we go to those verse a few verses right now it says First Timothy 2 Timothy 2.5, for there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Mashiach Yeshua. Hebrews 8.6, but now he has obtained a more excellent ministry by so much as he is also the mediator of a better covenant, which has also been enacted on better promises. Uh, uh, Hebrews 9.15, for this reason he is the mediator of a new covenant since a death has occurred for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the first covenant and those have been called may receive the promise of the eternal inheritance to Yeshua, the mediator of a new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better than that of Havel, Abel. Wow. And just a commentary on the whole new covenant, Hashem, it actually elucidates um, in those verses uh, that talks about it's, it's the same Torah. It's just going to be implanted in our hearts and our minds. It actually says it if you continue reading the letters. And so there's really no excuse. Yeah, there's really no excuse for you thinking that the Torah is done away with and that there's a new teaching. So oh, I'll throw that out there. Anyone reading any of those verses um, or going back to read those verses, just know that that's what he's talking about. And I would suggest continue reading. But it goes on to those things saying that Yeshua is our Kohen Gadol. He's our high priest, just like this half Torah. You have Yehoshua, who's our high priest, who's interceding on our behalf, who's being this intermediary, who's sustaining the entire world, bringing down blessings, praying on our behalf. And there's something real interesting. And the last verse that I said, um, and that is, it says, to Yeshua, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better that speaks, the blood that speaks, better than that of Havel, right? Better than that of Abel. Right. And I, wanna, I want us to come back to this, but I want us to kind of recap, since this is a drosh and a half tour, I'd like us to recap on, um, on the half tour itself. Okay. Let's see. I did not test my suit for fire rating, and I should have. 
What? Show my name's not prepared? Dude. You got I don't know. I don't know what happened. My nanotech just like fell completely out. <laughs> well, if you believe it or not, it's about to get a whole lot better. <laughs> All right, new suit. I'll take it. <laughs> Upgrade. <laughs> wow. So we, we've covered this idea of these filthy garments and why they're burned. And it's he was placed on the filthy garment so that he connect he could connect with us. So he could bring us to repentance. And they are burned. It's like they are burned in order to absolve us and and of our sin. It's like burning away that iniquity that we're cloaked in. He's like you said, come out of her, like talking to right. Ben, come out of her, my children. That is a revelation, by the way, for everybody. Um, I just had the verse. Let me go back. Uh, Revelation, you know, again, to the listeners, we do read Revelation. And uh, we do elucidate it. (laughs) (laughs) Man. Uh, 18.4 is where that is. Come out of her, my people, so that you will not share in her sins. Whose sins? Go back a verse. Uh, we're talking about all the nations have drunk the maddening wine of her adulteries. Who's her adulteries? Babylon. Who's Babylon? That's Rome. That's Greece. That's Persia. That's Egypt. And, of course, Babylon. So, there you go. Yes. And just just to elucidate on this uh, further about it being about the, like, the whole, the penitent, like, the one who's, who's repenting and all that. It says, quoting a commentary from Amloez on 3.7, it says, Accordingly, Yehoshua the high priest was promised two elevations after his death. And what? yeah, what? yeah, possibly these planes of existence pertain to the soul and to the spirit, respectfully, matters related to the world to come, the Ramaba. Moreover, as already noted, in this world too, he would merit two elevations. And it goes on talking about keeping, keeping the Torah. And it says, Some say the scripture also depicts the elevations of the Pentateuch from level to level. And it goes on talking about how this there's this change from the filthy garments into the new clothes. Oh, and it, continues, it continues to say, um, let me go back a little bit. And the angel of the Lord testified by Yehoshua, right? And the angel of the Lord, according to the Milstein edition uh, prophets, is Memtet. Amen. Right. And it says... I lost my place here. It says, And the angel of the Lord, Memtet, testified by Yehoshua. The angel urged all Israel to take Yehoshua, the high priest, as their example. Wow. Yehoshua has reached. As we know, he's also Yeshua, right? As we quoted earlier. He is also in the world of souls. His deeds in the material realm are so well-intentioned. And that's one thing Yeshua loved to get at. It's like you've heard it said, don't commit adultery. But I say to you, whoever has looked at a woman lustfully, you heard it said to you, do not murder. But I say to you, whoever holds anger in his heart has committed murder already. Right. His intentions. He talked about intentions. 
because his Come deeds on. and realm are so well intentioned that he merits to stand before the sovereign of the world. Oh, Israel, take him as your example. Do likewise. That's what we quoted from the book of names, where it also talks about Zerubbabel, who is a, it's a name of Mashiach. And he became like this and then the interpreter for Hashem. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> All right. So we got to take a quick break and we'll be right back after this so we don't get cut off again. <laughs> Come in. All right. So we're in the middle of taking Yeshua as our example. Amen. Keep going. All right. So uh, we come here and it says, No sooner, no sooner had Yehoshua's filthy garments been removed from him than the iniquity was erased and there was no cause for accusation. This is commentary on verse 3 4, talking about getting the, the new garments. Did, did that just say no condemnation? No accusation? No accusation, yep. So there is no condemnation for those who are in Mashiach, Yeshua, Romans? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. okay. Right? So I, love, I, love, I love that in there. So it says, <laughs> uh, you will be clothed in festive robes. And it goes on to say, it is indicated that Yehoshua was attired in those garments even before Zechariah had spoken on his behalf. Thus, the angel said earlier to the high priest, see, I removed iniquity and you are clothed in festive robes. So this idea he was actually already clothed in this, these pure robes. Wow. Festive so, robes. Yeah, but he, he, I guess, took it on a new garment, a new position, right, mm. for our sakes. New position. Yes, absolutely. So they placed the pure diadem on his head and clothed him in garments. Although his physical powers came back to him, he merited to stand where the angel of the Lord stood. Oh. And so right here, um, this angel, it says, Scripture refers to the angel by the name of its master. Alternatively, it was God himself who spoke these words. Oh, my goodness. And so he became in the place where the angel of the Lord stood. So here you have Yehoshua, Yeshua, in the place where Mimted is. And alternatively, it's also, this is also where, what, what God is saying, right? So the right. answer is again, yes, right? Is it, is it Hashem or is it Mashiach? Or is it Mimted? Or is yes. it Mimted? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow. And so, Let's let's bring it into what about what about these filthy garments, right? It says it says in the verse says in three four it says and he answered and spoke to those standing before him saying take the filthy garments from him and he said to him see I have removed your iniquity and you will be or I am clothed in festive robes Zechariah hmm. three four. And commenting on this, commenting on this, uh, Ma'am Lewis says, the scripture conveys that God will bring the Mashiach. I will bring my servant to bloom. This is also commentary on the verse that says, of 3.8, where it says, Hear now, O Yehoshua, thy priest, you and your fellows, fellow priests standing before, sitting before you, for they are men of marbles. For behold, I will bring my servant, Samach, my servant to bloom. 
This is right. like what yeah. you uh, <laughs> what you read off the of Sador. Right. And so he's merging these two these two verses. He says the scripture conveys that God will bring Mashiach. I will bring my servant to bloom, Sameach, even if the people of Israel will not be deserving. That's Chayina, right? Wow. Well, we didn't merit. And it says, at the outset, Yehoshua, the high priest, was not fully deserving to be the high priest and to perform the divine service on the altar. But then I clothed him in festive robes. Similarly, Israel would eventually become worthy of being redeemed. And so <laughs> these robes, these robes, it, it mentioned that this um, earlier, it says, even if the people of Israel would not be deserving, Right, and so this connects back to what we said. This is Mashiach given by Hin grace. This is a Chayina, right? The Mashiach who comes of the poor man riding on a donkey, the Mashiach we don't deserve, the Mashiach who sustains the entire world. Wow! Right? Back to where we we were with the, in the Talmud, and says, but then it goes on to says he's clothed in festive garments, and it actually links putting on these festive robes to being worthy of being redeemed. Wow. So the question is, how do we become worthy of being redeemed? What's that? Mitzvot. (laughs) Yes. Has everything to do with putting on these festive garments. And you interpret that the the mitzvot. And I completely agree. Right. And I think there's even a deeper meaning. What you got? Meaning. Alluding to the sacrifice of Yeshua himself. Oh my goodness. So the word for these garments, these festive robes, garments, whatever you want to, whatever translation it says, the Hebrew renders it as machalatzot. That's it. And we're going to elaborate on this because. Malachsot, if you take that gematria and you add the six letters in Malachot together, you get it equal to a certain phrase in Brashit 410. No, you didn't. Yep. All right. So if we go to Brashit 410. You are crazy. That? All right, hang on. So the, the thread is is from coal to the word LA. And so here we go. Oh uh, no. Uh, oh. Yeah. Cease. So it says Kodeme Achicha O Akim Eli. You gotta says, stop it, man. You gotta calm so, down. Wait. This is what Machalatzot means, like the gematria, like the, the word plus the six letters in it. You just. It, same gematria, it's equivalent to the phrase, the voice of your brother's blood cries to me. <laughs> and if I may add, I believe this is what uh, the writers of Hebrew meant when he says in Hebrews 12 24. To Yeshua, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks, that speaks better than that of Havel, of Abel. 
the one that's crying to him in Rashid 4.10, the one that's the same gematria, the blood of your brother cries to me, is the same gematria as what we're cloaked in, what we put on. You know, you just elucidated Hebrews chapter 12. You just, like, elucidated it. It had to be elucidated. I have never heard commentary on that. <laughs> oh my gosh! I just want to take like, but, a, like a big bucket of sand and just dump it on my head right now, because <laughs> I don't know what don't, to do. <laughs> let's go, man! Keep flying! Keep flying! Suit! <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm surprised my, my suit hasn't busted this this altitude, no. <laughs> yes, yeah, something wrong with your suit. You got, like, this whole nother zone going on, man. I one from you. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, okay, so you may say, all right, all right, well, that was, that's the Basora. Nah, 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 nah. All right, not, no, not the Basora, but that's the letters of, of you know, of Paul, possibly. Well, there's a Hebrew. What about rabbinic sources? What source do you have of this? Yeah. This, this idea. We need Jewish sources, man. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'd argue the letters are a Jewish source if you interpret them correctly, but oh, um, for, the sake, for the sake of the listener who's a little aggravated, who wants a, a Jewish source, a rabbinic source, right? We'll give them one of our Jewish sources. You want a Jewish source for your Jewish source. We got you. Oh, yeah. And so I'd say that Jewish source comes in Brashit Rabbah. In Brashit Rabbah. There's mm. an idea in Brashit Rabbah that's talking about, says this, and I'll just, I'll just go ahead and quote it. it. says, It is written, I have found my servant David. Where did God find him? In Sodom. Rashid Rabbah 41.4. Ooh. And so you say, okay, well, how does that relate to blood? Okay, I get it. Mashiach, David, who's a Mashiach figure, he's in Sodom. Okay, I get how that's like you're breaking the clip out uh, with that, like this false image of because Sodom is like a really nasty place and what lies behind it is David. So I get that. I get that we're breaking that with the menorah. Um, but how does that relate to being redeemed by this blood, like the, these garments that we're putting on, being the voice, that, the blood that cries out to us, uh-huh. cries out to a shin. Well, if you break that down, it says the V found in Sodom. If you break down the word Sodom, you have Samic Dom, Ooh. which Samic, if you elucidate the words by the whole, whole letter, it means a support. And Dom means blood. And so what this Midrash is saying, if I were to elucidate the Midrash even further, if I could do that, um, then it's saying the Midrash is hidden within the supporting blood. Hasis. Come on. Yeah. Come on, man. (laughs) And even if you go into Brashit 13, we have another Alatav. So if you go with me to Brashit 13, Woo! verse 10, it says, it says this, I'm talking about Lot lifted his eyes, and it says he saw that every plate in the yard that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom yeah. and Gomorrah. 
Yes. And so if you look at that, it says it has Adonai or Hashem et Saddam. Right? So there's this all of Tav in front of Sodom, implying that the Shia, this first and last, is actually connected with this the Sodom. Right? Because it's hidden in there. That's right. And so he's hidden, the Mashiach is hidden in the supporting book. It's their Jewish source. Um, and so I'd imagine, I'd imagine if you were one of Abraham's disciples, one of his Talmudim, if you're one of Abraham Abino's or Father Abraham's disciples, that if they heard that the Mashiach was hidden in Sodom, right, they would have replied with something of like, can anything good come from Nazareth? John uh- 1, 46. I'd, I'd imagine they reply with something like that. Come on, man. You just got to stop. You're just hurting everybody. <laughs> and so this compares to with, with our, our brothers today who, who look, at, look, at, uh, look at Christianity and they say, can anything good come from Christianity? <laughs> and I, and I, I, can't, I can't blame them because like, it, like its root word is circus. Right. There's there's no rhyme or reason. There's no order or structure to it. Mm, and so mm, we're just going with that pattern. Mm, mm, mm. But uh, I would submit there is, as we know, Mashiach sits at the, the gates of Rome. And we about to tear it down. Oh, yeah. Tear them gates down. Gates down redeem the image break that clipot who's hiding the, the pure source like throw the false prophets in the fire and let the menorah the pure menorah come out that's what we're gonna comment. do and then also on this what's that quick comment i was Go gonna say it. as as the wasp Hatzira, my collar would say ain't no mezuzah on that gate mm. <laughs> that means so, it's not kosher yeah take it down <laughs> I mean, I would, I would also uh, like comment just on, on this idea of the, the blood, right? Besides it being like in a, this obscure midrash about the supporting blood, there's also a pattern throughout, throughout Tanakh and Torah of the redeeming blood, like the exodus, the death of the firstborn, um, the blood on the post for pay. Even oh. in um, Leviticus, right, we have this idea. Let me go to it real quick. And while you're going to that, I just wanted to make the really quick comment that Bear Sheet 1310 says that Lot, which is the concept of the hidden Mashiach, he went to a place that was well watered. Like it, it says that uh, this place uh, was watered like the garden of Hashem, like Ghani Den, basically. And like the land of Mitzrayim, this was before Hashem destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. So the whole concept about tearing down the gates of Rome, which I'm a big advocate for. Okay, it sounds kind of horrible and harsh, but the thing is, is these places are so beautiful before they're destroyed. Yes. So just throwing that out there. Yeah, I agree. And there's also a connection to that. Um, this asset being destroyed, right? And it's talking about your brother's blood crying out to me, the same gematria as what the garments we put on. There's also this yes. idea of Sodom, which is like this, this vile place. It's also like 
well watered and it's compared to Ganadin and it's compared to Mitzrayim, which is where we know Moshe was born, where Yeshua was. Um, yep. So there's this, con- there's this connection if in that statement um, that connects to everything we're talking about. But going back right. to patterns of so, the blood redeeming us. I'm sorry? Before you share that, before you share that, we got to go to break because we've already hit 15 minutes. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, we'll come back on the patterns of blood. All right. Rick Shim. I will see you in a little bit. All right.